Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the show. Today, I am so excited and grateful and low-key freaking out that I have Kenzie Burke here on the podcast. Kenzie is an amazing entrepreneur and is really just, I feel like you've lived so many lifetimes and you've gone through <laughs> so many phases and, you know, transformation and just rebirths in this lifetime. She's someone who I've just loved for a long time and has always looked up to. She has so many cool businesses that I'm sure we'll dive into today, but welcome, Kenzie. I'm so happy you're here. Thank you. Thank you for that warm welcome and reflection of the constant evolution, <laughs> which is very true. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, this podcast, I started it all because of evolution and just trying to support young women just in, you know, college, early 20s, even mid 20s of just the constant changes that we're going through. And, you know, kind of that rebirth cycle that you always talk about on your podcast and on your social media of just growing and changing and how that's hard. And it, it can be really painful and feel really isolating. So I'm excited to talk about all of it today. You know, the, the good, the bad, the ugly, all the beautiful, every single facet of it. But I would actually love to know when you first moved to LA, I think you were 18 from Wisconsin, which is mm -hmm. just another fun connection that we have. But what were you like in those late teen years, early 20s? What season of life were you in? What were you growing through and what were you struggling with? Yeah, that's such a good question. I, you know, looking back at that person, I have so much compassion for her because to be completely honest, I've, I haven't always been in, in joy. And that's something that I'm like still learning how to call in and be in. I was born very, just, I kind of felt like too misplaced in this lifetime, really misplaced. I wasn't really met as a child and that's no one's fault. It's just like, I didn't understand the school systems. I didn't understand how to perform. I was never like my other peers. I always felt like I knew things, like I could see things and I could feel things. And I didn't know what it was at the time, but it made me feel really misplaced. And then, you know, it would make me start to say I had things like dyslexia or like, I can't do this or, but really I was just so not meant for like the normal life. And so I always knew like, I just have to get out into the world and get like out of Wisconsin. And I graduated from high school and I just moved right to LA. And looking back, it's like the compassion I have for that person is just so great because I didn't know anything. I moved with $2,000, a Hyundai Sonata. I had acne all over my face. I had just gone through like, you know, my first heartbreak, cheated on, like all these things. And I moved to Calabasas, the suburb of Los Angeles, and like got a room and just started figuring it out. And when I look back at that person, I just have, truthfully up until now and I still am doing this but like I just did the best I could do you know and it was hard and and it still is hard but it was hard and it was lonely and it was pretty dark and you know it took me years it took me years of different careers it took me years of not knowing how I could pay rent it took me years of 18 million different careers and then that took me into my entrepreneurship journey which is a whole nother facet and journey. And so I would say who I've been is, you know, and I've had like kind of a heavier, heavier path than most people in their teens or in their twenties. It's just been like serious. I don't really have like 
much, I haven't had much support until now, like in business and starting to get more support, but like no support, serious and just kind of rough. And like, put, I put myself through, through the school of life, like just figured it out. So I have a lot of compassion because I've always done the best I could do with what I have and I've always moved forward. So I would be in like the most terrible situation and I would find a way forward or I would be okay, but I would push myself to evolve. And that's something that I really love about myself and I've had in me since I was one years old is I'm always pushing myself, whether that's through diet, whether that's through spirituality, meditation, business, financial, you know, risks, whatever. I've always pushed myself, not knowing what's on the other side. But at 27 years old, you know, I've built this like extremely strong foundation within myself and who I am with the love I have for myself, the love I have for my body, my mind and my strength. And I've built multiple really beautiful, insane businesses. And I'm just now like entering this place of life that was a nine-year cycle. And we, we flow through life in nine-year cycles. That was a nine-year cycle. That was probably the hardest things I will ever have to do. But as I'm kind of coming out on the other side, I'm like, wow, I'm so proud of every single decision I made and for sticking it out like I did. That's so beautiful. Wow. So many, so many directions to go off of that, but <laughs> I... Yeah, I just, I really, I, every time you speak and even like on your podcast and even on social media, like I just relate to so much of what you've said. And I feel like that transition that you just talked about, it was nine years for you. It's not just like a quick, I think people nowadays, like are not only are people's attention spans so short, but it's like, we expect everything to be instant or really quick. And I think people expect that of healing too. We're like manifesting or achieving your goals where people are like, okay, well, this is six months of shadow work and then I'm moving on or like whatever it is. And it's like, it, it really doesn't work like that. Like mm -hmm. the past four years of my life too have been more serious and focused on growth. And it's like, at times you're like, oh my freaking God, like this is the worst. Like, why is this happening to me? It feels like a curse sometimes, but it really, like I can tell, and I've always known this, it is such a blessing because you're setting yourself up with that really strong foundation. And I don't think life gets easier. I think you just get stronger. Um, no, I mean, the things I deal with now are 80 times more intense than what I used to deal with, but I'm just so much stronger that it, it's so, uh, there's so much more ease and grace. And what you were saying is I think there's a huge misconception, like the path of evolution and growth and spiritual awakening, you know, it's not I went through a spiritual awakening. It's not, I, I decided to grow. When you, every day of my life is a spiritual awakening. Every day of my life is growth. It's almost like a treasure chest that if you open it and that is your path and you want that, then that is life. I mean, every season, everything is, it's always another awakening, another realization, another, I got to push my body even further to rise into this next level. It's a life path. And I think something that I've really come to in the past few months where my life is just actually becoming what I wanted it to be is radical acceptance that I chose this path. I chose a path of evolution, of awakening, of this hard work, of constantly evolving. And then when you, when you accept that you made that choice, you're in radical exception of your life. And that has changed me exponentially versus being like, 
oh my God, another one, another lesson, another, what is going on? And I just realized, no, this is my life, my life. And now I can have fun with it. Like this is life. And I think, I think what you said is so, so powerful because for anyone listening, it's not a one-off it's, it's a life choice and a life path, but who you get to become through choosing that is incredible. I mean, it's incredible. I wouldn't give it for anything in the world because who I'm becoming from how I look to how I talk to how I live. Oh my gosh. It's, I could have had a completely different life path and it's incredible. It's so crazy to think about. I think I first found you. I think I listened to an episode with you and Jordan when I was 15 because my mom turned me on to Jordan's podcast. And then I remember you had completely different businesses. Your energy just felt different. And like Mm -hmm. where you are now, like it's so amazing to think that even in three or four years, you've just radically transformed. And I mean, I can say the same about my journey over the past four years. It's like, you don't even recognize yourself. Sometimes it can, you can feel self-conscious about that. Like I used to. And then I was like, at least I'm changing. Like, you know, at least I am evolving. And it's so misunderstood by the world. Like, oh, but you used to do this and you used to be like this. And it's like, but I'm growing. And owning that and harnessing that, which is what I've done in my businesses is like, oh, it's just all about growth and evolution. Like you don't want me to be the same person I was last year. That is incredible. And and I just thank you so much for that reflection of like how much change you've seen. And I love that you're on that path too, because I think that it's a beautiful, change is a beautiful thing. And you, you should always be pushing, enjoy who you are, but be pushing to be the next version of yourself. Exactly. Yeah. And I've been learning that too. It's really about the duality of like, you cannot love where you're at right now and still want certain things for yourself in your life, but you can also be very accepting and loving of where you're at because it's not always easy. There have been seasons where I've just been sobbing on the bathroom floor and, you know, just like really hard things that I've had to grow through. And I know you've had very challenging moments in your journey as well, but even though it's not ideal, just remembering that you're building strength and also taking the pressure off of yourself. I mean, I don't know if you've ever felt this way, but just societally with comparison of being like, oh, but this is high school or this is college, or I'm supposed to be in this relationship, or I'm supposed to have found, you know, my life partner or whatever by this certain age or this, you know, this decade is supposed to be meant for this when our souls have their own paths and it doesn't mm-hmm. always line up like that. You might be really going through a glorious time where you're just thriving and living life like you are now and someone else might be really going through it and like you can't compare people's journeys either but yeah I don't know if you've ever struggled with comparison or not because I feel like you have such a strong identity now where I can look at brulee or body forward or even your personal Instagram and I'm like oh I know it's Kenzie before I even like read what you wrote it just looks like you and it feels Uh like you But yeah, any words of wisdom that you have to share on that, I think would be really helpful for a lot of girls tuning in. Yeah, that also just went back to radical exception because I used to be like that too. Like, why is my path like this? Why is it my theme always money? Why am I always alone? Why am I not dating? Why, why, you know, why can't I be the girl who can get 50K to post a soap bar, you know, on Instagram that, but that just like, 
you know, I spent time questioning that my whole life, even in, even in high school, like, why can't I just be normal and complete this test and move on? Why do I have to make it this huge thing? And like, again, I just come into a place because the thing is, is that through, through my own journey, I, I've been learning about myself. So I've used things like diet, human design, astrology, meditation. I've used all these tools to learn about my own blueprint and to really learn about who I am and who I'm supposed to be. And the more I did that, the more I started to see, it's like, well, I'm not able to just post a so far on Instagram because I'm really supposed to be an entrepreneur and I'm supposed to be a leader. So like those moments when, when things aren't working out for me, when something's not working out for you, it pushes you to evolve or to try something else. Right. And so in all those times when I was struggling, it pushed me to get creative. Last year was really like two years ago, I was really confused and I didn't know what to do. And then through that, I birthed an entire clothing line. Like I pushed myself. I was in fight or flight, life or death, but I found a way. I found a loan. I found a factory. I, I created a whole clothing line. And it's like, you know, the more I started to stack those things of why isn't this working, but then who I became to be because I started to innovate, I started to realize. And then through my astrology, my human design, our life path is written in the stars and we just have to learn about ourselves and get in touch with ourselves. That's why I'm like super intentional with my diet and I don't put anything in my body that adds like noise or that like tempers with my internal state because I need to listen to myself and I need to listen to my blueprint and I need to follow those little breadcrumbs for who I'm supposed to be. And I think that life shows you the way when you start doing that. Because some people are here and they are here to get married at 20 years old and they're here to be a mom early on and they're here to do all these things and that just unfolds for their life. I want to be a mom so bad. It's like not happening right now. But what I've realized as well is because I'm supposed to evolve into this kind of person, I'm supposed to be this kind of human being, which is coming through the lessons of the businesses I'm creating, of the things I'm overcoming, of how I have to move around. Like, I think the more you can get to know yourself, the more you can accept yourself and the more you can innovate and start creating a life path based on who you are. And you can be in resistance of that, but the longer you're in resistance, the farther you are from living the life you want. So I just came to a place of radical exception. I mean, people who followed me for a long time, I, I used to share nutrition and then I stopped for a while because I was like, I'm not, I don't want to share nutrition, but that's like a huge part of, you know, one of the things I'm supposed to do. And I came back to it, you know, and you just have to listen. Um, we don't get to choose our parents. We don't get to choose our partners. We don't get, I mean, we do get to choose our partners, but like, we don't get to choose our parents. We don't get to choose our life path. We, we really are born with a soul contract. And, you know, that already has like the partners that we're going to meet, whether they're here for like lifetimes or they're here to teach us something for a short period of time, our careers, our parent, all of that. We're designed perfectly to live out our own karma. And some people have it rougher than others. And that is just, I just stopped resisting my life. And it's helped me cultivate so much power and helped me start creating 
the life that is actually what I want. And it actually feels like the life I want because we're just searching for a feeling. And the more I've listened to the truth and the breadcrumbs and my blueprint, and I've taken action, the more I'm starting to feel like, oh, this is my life. And posting that soap bar for 50 grand wouldn't give me that feeling. And that's how I've come to really accept what I am, who I am and the life I live. That's so beautiful. And you're so right. Like just how we want to feel it's at the core of everything. Like you can be like, well, I want this car or I want to live here or I want this job, but underneath all that is just core desires. And I just love that insight for anyone who might be feeling confused about what the thing is. I think if you get clear in what you, how you want to feel, then that can be a really helpful direction. But like you said about just surrendering, I feel like so many of us are trying to fight it instead Mm -hmm. of just flow. And Mm -hmm. such a lack of flow, I feel like. And really people just like, when you're in flow, it feels so good. It feels natural. And I think that's what we're all really searching for. So thank you for sharing that. Absolutely. And I know you also talk a lot about self-sabotage, which is something I'm guilty of. And I think as you grow, you become more aware of those patterns and those behaviors. And, you know, everybody has a self-sabotaging behavior in some area of their life. Um, And as you grow and as you evolve, you become aware of what those things are. But how do you know when it's time to change direction? Like, how did you know when you had that year of travel and you left everything behind? I think you stopped posting on social media too um, for a couple of months. Like, how did you know if that was aligned, if that was self-sabotaging? I know you said you took down some of the old podcast episodes that you had on, you know, food, sex, money. And it's like, how do you know if that was actually meant for you versus like, this is stemming from embarrassment or shame or Mm -hmm. like, I'm just trying to like clear this out and shut that door on that chapter. You know, that was self-sabotage, but I can't say that I shouldn't have done it. I mean, in hindsight, my high, like, of course I'm like, I should have never done that. Right. Because I didn't feel good. It was super dark after I did that. I felt super lost and afraid you know, and everything, self-sabotage and all that usually stems from childhood. So there was like a voice in me that just felt not enough, you know, or like felt afraid that I couldn't actually do it. At the time I had a food app and I had a podcast and I was traveling and I was unstable. I felt like I didn't have a home base and I was alone and it was during COVID and I was, I was alone. So I was like, I I just didn't know what I was doing or where I was going. And I got afraid and I was in pain during that time. Like I was in a lot of pain during that time in my life. And there was a part of me that felt like if I ran away, it would go away. If I took the podcast, like I felt like, gosh, I'm in pain and I'm showing up and people don't know that I'm hurting. And I felt like I wasn't in my integrity. I felt afraid that I couldn't do it, you know? And I thought like, maybe I could escape all of this and then there'll be a different path for me. And so that's what I did. I started to take things down. I stopped posting on social media and it was so rough. But the thing that that happened through that was there was nothing. There was no money. There was no social media. There was just me. And I had to really look at myself during that time. And that was the catapult to who I am now. I mean, my work ethic has always been insane. Like I worked so hard 
and maybe now it's a little bit of a bad thing, but I almost work triple times as hard as I've ever worked in my life because I know that that is what I don't want. And I'm almost like trying to prove to myself, like, no, I will never do that again. I will, I'm here. I've got this. Even if I'm scared, even if I don't believe sometimes, like I'm going to show up anyway. So in a way it served me because at the level of that I'm creating, which is like multiple pretty big companies, you almost like need that something under you like that. So in a way it's like really serving me. And in another way, it made me so clear. I mean, we all learn in different ways, but I learned through my own experiences. And I think that learning what you don't want is more powerful than seeing what you do want. Because I learned during that time that this is not what I want. And also the universe didn't want it for me either. I was stuck. I, there was no other job for me. There was like, there was no way out, but through like the thing that really works for me is like building these companies is sharing nutrition. My clothing works for me. The podcasting really works for me. And it's like, you, you just have to listen, listen to the signs and listen to the universe. And, um, yeah, I would say that that was complete self-sabotage, but I grew such a respect for myself and realized I don't need to put myself through that pain. And during that time, the work I did on myself and my soul was learning about my self-worth and visiting that child that didn't feel worthy, that didn't feel like I could, and almost like processing those traumas and those times in my life when things happened where I started to believe that about myself. And what a beautiful thing that I spent that year doing that because now I get to be a mother who feels self-worth. I get to be a partner who feels self-worth. I get to be a business owner who feels worthy of what comes in, you know, and what I give out. And so I don't regret it. I really don't. And in hindsight, as time goes on, things get smaller. It was such a big deal. But like in hindsight, that was one year out of like five that I've been forward facing, you know, and I got to let it go. I think for a while... I was shaming myself for that. But the thing that I love myself for is that I came back that like I took everything off. I said, I'm going away. And then I came back because I knew I needed to. And I'm really proud of myself for that because that took a huge putting my ego aside. And, you know, my message for everybody now is just like move forward move forward. Don't hold yourself back from what happened or things that happened or stuff you did that you regret. Like you just got to keep moving forward and use it as the fuel to become who you want to be. Cause I'll never do what I did again, ever. And I know the importance of consistency of showing up when it gets hard, all of that. So those were huge life lessons. And again, all to say, like, I learned how to love myself. So I think that's the most powerful thing I could have done. Yeah, it's so true. It's like when you're at your lowest and whether it's people falling out of our lives, jobs going out the window, moving, like everything kind of comes crumbling down and you're really just forced to sit with yourself and you do have to learn how to support yourself. It's kind of like, well, you can stay here and be at this rock bottom and live your life like this and hate yourself and have a bad relationship with yourself, or you can ask the hard questions. You can dig deeper. You can mm -hmm. figure out like who you are and what you want and where you're going. And through all that, how you can love yourself when you're an absolute mess. Like that's, it's hard. Like it takes a lot of practice. At least it did for me. But what I'm curious for you is 
you know, when you had the app, when you had your podcast and all of these things on the outside, I'm guessing people probably were like, okay, like Kenzie's great. Like she's successful. She's got it all together. But how did you, I guess, go through that season when people really didn't know what you were experiencing internally? Did you feel really lonely or like, how did you kind of deal through that time? Because I think when we are healing and you are experiencing a lot of pain, it's like, you're not often screaming it from the rooftops immediately until you've kind of come out on the other side or you're working towards healing that it's like, it can feel really lonely. And I know that there's a lot of girls who are kind of like, well, like almost imposter syndrome, because it's like, Mm -hmm. people don't really know all of me right now. Mm -hmm. I think during that time, I didn't really know until it came crashing down because I moved to LA at 18 and I just was running. I never, I mean, I still have a hard time with this, but like, I never just had a Sunday off. Like I was fighting for my life and, you know, working every day, creating every day. And then when I became an entrepreneur, it was the same thing. The thing that I realized that as I was constantly running I wasn't moving forward in a productive way. I was running. So it was always the next thing. So during that time, it was like, okay, well, I'll travel. That will bring me to what I want. And then I started traveling and it's like, oh my gosh, now I don't have a home base. Now I have a podcast and an app and I have nothing that like supports my route, you know, my home. So then I kept going to different places like, oh, well, surely it will be here. Surely it will be here. With the app, it was like I, I wrote a book and then I did a coffee product line and then I did the app and it was almost like, well, surely it will be the next thing. And then say, and then through all of that, I was just sharing the journey openly on my podcast and I was going through my own, like it was my first time really awakening on a deep level and like realizing, wow, I didn't maybe have like a perfect upbringing. Wow, I do have pain from that. There are things that hurt. And I was trying to understand it. I didn't understand. And so it was it was like six years of just running and running and running that it was about the fifth trace place that I traveled and I collapsed. I completely collapsed. And I, to be completely honest, had met um, like an adult who was kind of a mentor type person. And I was really wanting like love and safety. And I started taking their advice and lead. And that was where the decision to take the app came from. It was not a thought up, thought out decision. And that was, that was something that was like other people's voices because I wanted love and I wanted support in my head. And so I started to follow that. And that was another huge lesson is like, you can't, you got to love yourself and you have to be in touch with yourself. You can't listen to other people like that, you know, because they don't know. And yeah, so it just, it was running until it collapsed. And I think that was burnout. And that's where now I've realized everything's about a foundational life. You've got to build a life that, that feels supportive of who you are. So I don't know if I answered your question, but I think that it was more so just I didn't know what I was doing and I didn't know I was in so much pain until it all came crashing down. And that's what I said is when that was the darkest year of my life, because I had to sit with myself without the travel. I I went back to LA, got a place. I had to sit myself there. I had to start over in my career. And yeah, I mean, that's when I felt the pain is when there was nothing. And that was the hardest year of my life. 
Yeah. I mean, the pain, the pain is definitely part of the journey. I think sometimes yeah. we're like fingers crossed, like maybe like it doesn't have to be hard. Like maybe it can all just be easy. And I'm someone who I feel like I'm very blessed to have a lot of things externally that are very successful. I'm just very grateful for like the life that I'm able to have, but like it doesn't come just easily and like without any pain or any growth. And no matter who the person is, I mean, I think you can pick anybody like literally in the world. You can be like, I wish I had her life. Like you could say, I wish I had Kenzie's life. And Kenzie's like, well, it took a while to get here, right? Your life now didn't exist without everything else that came before it. You also talk a lot about discipline. How would you recommend that people transition out of playing small, especially (laughs) when you're younger? And I know a lot of girls listening to this, like it can be really scary if everyone else is taking this other path and you know that you're different or you know that you know, you need to have certain things in your life that maybe not everyone's doing, like not everyone's going to be eating clean and trying to build a business and meditating or doing things to take care of their body. Like that's just, that's not everyone in the world and it won't ever be, but (laughs) how would you recommend like just staying committed to your growth? Because especially if you don't have people around you who are doing that, you're going to feel like the odd one out. Mm -hmm. You know, I I don't mean to sound like a broken record, but you have to be in touch with yourself and what you want. And to get what you want, you have to do things that not everybody's doing if what you want is not what everybody has around you. And that's how I've cultivated my discipline. It's like I live a very disciplined, quote unquote, life. I eat extremely clean. I show up every single day. I always am evolving. I'm meditating. I'm moving my body. I, you know, I care for my body. Like my life depends on it because those kind of things help me show up differently. Like when I eat very in a cleansed way and I'm like always in a cleansed state, it keeps my mind sparkly. It keeps my mind sharp. It also makes my body look and feel light. I don't have like, the same body as everybody else. Right. And it's like these little things stack is like, oh, I, I am different. And I am able to, um, create what I want to create and do what I want to do. Like, if you don't want to be like everyone else, then you have to stop acting like everyone else. And if you want different results that haven't been done, that your parents haven't done, that your friends haven't done, then you have to do things that they're not willing to do. And that's just something I taught myself at a very young age. And that's something that I continuously live on because I see the benefit. I see the reward. I see my skin, how sparkly it is. I see how I live in a body that doesn't have density so that when something comes over me or something gets hard or a moment gets hard, I can transcend through that moment, through that time in 24 hours. It doesn't take me down because I'm in a vessel that's like light, that's sharp, that's like, all right, it's time to innovate. My thoughts are clear. I'm not bogged down. And that is the number one thing that in the last, I've always lived that way, but in the last year, I tightened up my ship so, so, so strongly because I realized through that year that I sat with myself is like, I know what I want and I'm going to get it and I'm going to create it. And I have to become that person. We can have, we attract whatever we want in life if we are a match for it. So whatever you want to create, you have to become that in order to receive it. 
You have to become that person that can hold it. So all of my discipline and all of my choices, my daily choices, they all are to be that person that is at that level that can receive those things, that can create those things. And that is something that I just fully embody now. I don't even think twice. And I, and I think it's epic, you know, and I see people around me, like I see, they watch me eat and they're like, wow, you know, they're intrigued. They're like, I want to do that too, you know, and I see how fast I can move. And one year I created a clothing line, a nutrition brand, another podcast, like webs, like I, and I all credit that to how I'm living. I'm living light. I'm getting rid of stuff. Something comes up from my childhood. I process it. It's like 24, 48 hours. It's not taking me down because of the baseline I created for myself. And I think for anybody listening, you know, we're not, like you said, all meant to live like that. And that's okay. If you're in radical exception and you love your life and your life path, then amazing. But if you're listening and you're like, I want different, or I want more, or I want this, then the first step is you have to look at how you're living your life and the person you're showing up as, the people you have around you, the conversations you're entertaining, the food you're putting in the body, your body, what you're doing when you wake up. And that's all, that all creates, it's the little things that create the big things. So, you know, that's my message. <laughs> no, wow. It just felt like that just came through you. So beautifully and just perfectly. And I think I definitely need to hear that. And I know that it'll resonate with, you know, someone else listening to this episode later on, but I love that you touched a little bit on the manifestation aspect. And I know you're a big Joe Dispenza fan like me. I love doing his meditation. I do it almost every morning. How do you trust in that creation process? Because obviously like you, you finally just gotten to this point in your life where you're like, this is like what I've been calling it. This is what I've been wanting to create. But how do you trust that that's coming for you? For someone who maybe hasn't had that moment yet where they're like, I haven't even gotten one thing nailed down that feels really good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, look, I still go through that, that all the time. And no matter what level, like you get to the next level and then you're ready for the next one and the same thing happens, but you just start to stack those little things. And I think Going back to what I said about like, sometimes it's best to learn what you don't want. When I first started Joe Dispenza's meditations was last year when I was started to create the clothing line. And the first month of them, everything that came up was like, I can't, I'm not this person. How I, that's not possible. I can't feel that future self. But it's almost like that was the greatest thing that came up because I, then I was like, holy crap, I believe this about myself. I believe that I can't do it. And every little thing that, you know, would come up where it's like, I'm not like that influencer. I'm not like that person. It was just stacking like, oh, these are all my insecurities. And my favorite saying in the world is nothing survives in the light of observation. So often we're living with all of these things inside of us, like doubt and fear, and we don't even know it. So sometimes like manifesting your dream life is not about sitting there and actually feeling that you have a million dollars and a business and a boyfriend and a beautiful house. It's actually sitting with, wow, I believe these things about myself and I have the opportunity to rewrite my story and change these things about myself. 
And almost I look at those blocks more than I look at what I want because I look at it just like cleansing the body physically with food. I look at it as like cleansing the body with like thoughts and belief systems. So if I can really observe that I believe this about myself and then rewrite my story, change, like find where did that come from? Okay, I was five. Okay, like this constantly happened when I was a kid. That's actually not true. It's just a story I'm telling myself. And starting to like remove those emotions from my body, then that leaves more space for what you do want. And that leaves more space for more creation. And that leaves more space for new thoughts. And I think that's a way that I've been really changing my life is like removing things after I see that they're there to make space for other things. And then it's just, you stack it. Like I've been in so many huge financial situations because I don't play little with money. I play like big time, but you know, it gets really stressful sometimes, especially with the companies, but I've never in my life, like nothing bad has ever happened to the point where it was like, I died. Do you know what I mean? And so you start to stack those things and you're like, you start to just build a trust. Like, I'm going to be okay. I'm going to get through this. I'm going to get through this next level. I always come out of this, you know, different. And I said this in the beginning, but you, anything that happens to you in life that is hard, it forces you to up level into the next level of yourself, which is to me manifestation. It's like, I believe in the higher path for myself. So anything that's not working for me is only pushing me to become that next level of myself, which is a part of my manifestation. And my version of manifestation is throwing myself into what I want. All right, I want a new business. I'm going to start it. I'm not going to sit here and meditate about the new business. I'm just going to start it. And along the way, I'm going to remove all the doubts and fears and limitations that are coming up. And that's how I manifest. I don't manifest by just like feeling my future self and then going about my day. I manifest by action. And then through that, I remove the ankle weights. I love that so much. And so many people forget those two very crucial things like action. Like you can't just have it in your mind for 20 minutes and be like, okay, I'm going back to my old life. Like you're not, you're not making progress really that way. Like, I think it's good to get clear on what you want, but you're not you're not embodying it. It's like mm-hmm. embodying matters and clearing out all those old beliefs too. How can you possibly move forward if you're still holding on to all these old things from the past? You're going to constantly be in conflict. And I think that's why a lot of us, when we do go through those darker periods that require us to look inwards, like it feels like you're in conflict with yourself because, you know, it's like you have one foot in your old life and one foot in this new life. And you're like, oh my God, okay, there are definitely beliefs and things that I think about myself that are not happening in this next phase they need to be cleared out but what do you do then for those limiting beliefs what do you do to shift those beliefs I talk them out um and I learn about myself so I have an amazing friend who is also kind of like a mentor and a astrologer and he's helped me so much because when those things come up, I'm able, I, I, I talk to him. And that's why I think it's like so important to find a tool that you really resonate with, whether that's astrology or human design or just an alignment coach or finding someone that can help you get outside of yourself and see you from like 
up top and who's not inside of you because inside of you is loud. It's like your mind is racing. You feel these Good things thing. yeah. impossible. So I've gotten, I've gotten like outside support where I'm able to like, Hey, I'm noticing this. And then we like really look at my astrology and it's like, well, yeah, you have all these planets in here and in this section of your chart. And of course, like this is like part of your karma is to like overcome this. And by taking action in it's like sometimes the actions are like setting a boundary in a relationship or moving on from a different relationship or making dynamics straight, you know? So I've had someone who's really helped me in the past year where I've like, as those things come up, I talk them out, I learn about them and then I shift them. But I also think, you know, it's just that constant practice. Like I think that we're often scared of what's inside of us. And so even last year when I started the Joe Dispenza's meditations and I realized I had all those limitations, it was like, damn, I, I didn't really want to know that I had those things. And, and sometimes just like facing them in them in the, themselves, like showing up and allowing them to even come forward because nothing does survive in the light of observation. Like, you know, when you're have a buildup of, of emotions and then you finally just cry and the next day or the next hour, you're totally fine. Like you let it come out. Yeah. So most times you can heal yourself by just being with yourself or letting it come through. And I think as someone who's wildly independent, like myself, having someone that you can talk to about what's coming up and learn about it really helps excel the process and make it go faster because you're, you're observing it and you're moving through it and you're understanding it. And then when you understand that, oh, this isn't a truth, this is a dynamic, or this is a pattern. I'm doing this because I started doing this when I was five. It's like, you can almost then see it as something outside of you. It's just this pattern. And then you can tell your mind, that's not me. That's just something I do. And then you can start to separate. And that that's how I've really been able to move through those blocks. That's amazing. Yeah. It's all about not making it personal because it does get so loud when you're trying to sort everything out in your head and you're like, oh, well, is this me? Where did this come from? And it can be really overwhelming. And I think it is such a good reminder as a lot of people listening in, including me, like I'm very independent. I like to take care of myself. And it's a good reminder, like you're allowed to rely on other people and have mentors. And can you probably figure it out yourself? Yeah. But it accelerates that process when you allow other people into your life. And that's definitely something that I've been learning too, is like, you're allowed to rely on other people and people do want to support you and you're not burdening other people either. Like there, there are people who will genuinely be lit up by supporting you, especially if they're like a good friend or family member, or even like mentor, like what you have. Mm -hmm. I think vulnerability is a superpower and I'm learning that every day, but the more vulnerable you can be with yourself and with people you trust, the better. It's, it's really true because then you're showing up in your full expression, which is radically accepting yourself and your feelings. And when you can do that, then you're free. Exactly. You're free. Yeah. You don't have to hide anything. You can just be you and you don't have to worry about like, oh, well, I'm this person like to this friend and I can only show this part of me. It's like, if you can just show up and be all of you, like you truly feel so much more free and you don't mm -hmm. feel restricted and restrained, which I think all of us just want to feel good in our lives. We just want to be ourselves. Like that's, I think that's pretty much the end goal for everyone. So that's, yeah, you said it best. <laughs> <laughs> 
And this has been such a fun episode, but I would love to end it by asking you my signature question, which is just perfect for everything we talked about. But my tagline for the podcast is tune in, shine out. So Kenzie, first, how do you tune in? Like, how do you get really clear on what you want? And you're like, okay, I'm operating from the true me. Like this is 100% Kenzie showing up. Like this is my highest self. I listen to my body because when I'm not showing up as that person, I don't feel good. I feel anxious. I feel like my digestion doesn't work optimally. I don't feel in my body. And I've become so aware of that gauge. And so I really tune into myself because when I feel those things, then things need to shift and things need to to change. And when I feel that way, I tune in so strongly and I take the actionable steps that, that, you know, help me move forward from that feeling. And that's been the ultimate game changer is not pushing through those signs from my body is when something's not right. (laughs) Yeah. Our bodies are so wise. And I think we're always just learning to come back like your intuition, your body, it will like tell you everything. Your body often knows before your mind does. For sure. That's been a huge key to my acceleration too, is, is not pushing through for like two months when you feel that way. It's more so like, whoa, what is going on? I'm feeling that. Yeah. And like, what are you trying to tell me? Yeah, exactly. I love that. And then how do you shine out? What does it look like when you are just fully embodied, living your truth, showing up, shining out? That's just being in flow, that's creating, that's being in my full expression. Um, And the latest, I mean, that's what I'm really coming into in life, but it's just like following joy and, and love and community and open arms and creation. It's a world I've never tapped, but I'm really opening to it. And life is starting to present me with things that and choices that I never thought I would make, but that just letting myself be in full expression of myself. And that's, that's really how I shine out is removing those limitations, listening to my body, finding ease and grace in my body, and then just letting myself express without my mind. I love that. What a perfect note to end on. Well, thank you so much for being here today, Kenzie. I thoroughly enjoyed talking to you. This was such a fun conversation. And I know so many people will benefit and just feel really seen and heard from listening to this episode. So thank you for opening up and just sharing from the heart. I could really tell. So thank you so much. And where can everyone find and connect with you on all the platforms? At Kenzie Burke on Instagram is the home to everything. There's Body Forward, which is at Body Forward, which is all my nutrition and healing and just like really all the tools that I use to keep the body in forward motion, my food and all of that. And then Shop Brulee is my clothing line and my podcast is the Body Forward podcast. But everything is under the home of at Kenzie Burke. You can find all of that there and I'll link it all in the show notes. So you guys can pop over, follow Kenzie and say, hey, but thank you again for being here, Kenzie. And I'll catch everybody next week. Thank you so much.